Crystal clear. You're listening to more Morgulons. It is Saturday and the traffic is heavy in Atlanta, Georgia. I am here on 75 heading towards Buckhead from where I live in Southwest Atlanta um, to go see Tomfy Tom, 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 Tom. You know, I was thinking this morning about a, I was, well, I was thinking about the difference between deductive and inductive reasoning. And um, it occurred to me that I have, uh, through inductive reasoning, um, arrived at a hypothesis that I would like to test. Um, My hypothesis is uh, that people with morgulons are having an autoimmune reaction, delayed reaction to... um, foreign bodies, uh, specifically, um, silicone implants, orthopedic implants, dermal, uh, facial fillers. Um, and the reason why I, uh, would like to test this hypothesis theory is because, you know, as there is supportive literature and, uh, re, you know, medical research, there's some case studies and other uh, literature that supports the idea that when we put foreign bodies in our bodies, and whether that foreign body is, you know, silicone breast implants, dermal facial fillers, or, um, or you know, when you have your knee replaced, and or you, when they put pins in your spine, when you have back surgery, um, these items, these foreign bodies are always, uh, a, they're prone or they're, you have a risk, a small risk, associated risk with uh, these products, medical devices, uh, forming a biofilm on them. And I've actually had a biofilm, uh, form on, uh, an intrauterine device, uh, that I had and, uh, what it caused a severe uh, infection and, and hospitalization. And I was just thinking, you know, if there was a biofilm on that, God only knows how many other biofilms I've got in my body on all the various, uh, foreign bodies that are, uh, implanted there or injected there or whatever. Um, let's think about this for a minute. So what would support this hypothesis? One, well, what we know, so thus far about the, uh, demographic, uh, spread of morgulons, we know it's most, uh, common in middle age Caucasian women. Who are the people most likely to get dermal fillers. Um, one could argue that it would be Latinas because, um, they love their cosmetic surgery down into South America. Uh, but I would also say that Americans and, uh, some, you know, wealthier European places also love their cosmetic surgery. And, um, you know, as we had discussed at one point, um, you know, in, in our, our research, uh, and educa- self-education here was that, you know, we see this, uh, distribution of Morgulons being in mostly wealthy and developed, uh, countries. And you have to wonder if this isn't some sort of a, um, rare delayed autoimmune response to the presence of 
something like a dermal filler or implant of some kind in the body. Um, so yeah, our, our uh, disease distribution, population distribution, that would probably go along, right? Middle-aged Caucasian women, we're always like doing uh, horrible things to ourselves to, um, you know, compete in this crazy Western society we live in. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, is that I'm just trying to imagine, like, if you did have a uh, mite infection, right, or infestation, let's say that, you know, it was scabies that I uh, was transmitted to me back in the springtime and that then uh, was transmitted to my best friend, would those uh, mites, even though they're in such a superficial layer of the dermis, it is entirely possible that, you know, a, do you hear this? Oh my God, there's someone at, rocking out with a mariachi band in the car next to me. Uh, this is what you get when you podcast from the car. But uh, anyway, the, uh, the, the commonality that, um, let's just take this case series, this mini case series here in Atlanta with me, my ex, and my best friend. The two out of three of us who are showing symptoms of Morgulons are the two out of three of us who have in the past had dermal filler injections. So, um, you know, I have started scouring the internet for um, post-market reports of, of such adverse effects due to uh, uh, dermal fillers and other implanted devices. And I have actually found a little bit of supportive uh, uh, literature out there already, just with a cursory uh, Google search. So this is something that would be worth investigating. I mean, when they reapproved silicone breast implants back in, uh, you know, not too long ago, uh, they had done so with the assurance that, uh, giving the assurance to the, the public that, hey, we have tested these devices over and over again and looked for epidemiological correlations with this silicone sickness syndrome that a lot of women in the you know 80s and 90s were reporting after getting silicone implants. And they said, there's nothing to it. There's nothing there. Well, <laughs> a few years ago, if you all are aware, the FDA put out a warning and it said, listen, we were kind of wrong the silicone implants can actually cause uh, a rarely can cause a rare form of blood cancer, a lymphoma. Um, and so that's just one example of how when we've got relatively new products, medical devices, which have a lot less stringent uh, approval, FDA approval process than uh, a pharmaceutical drug would would need to undergo. Medical devices are actually uh, not well regulated whatsoever. And, um, and I would assume that, uh, implants would be medical devices. Now I'll have to look up dermal fillers and I kind of guessing those might be as well, but uh, research. Um, but that's just something that when I get my team together of, uh, infectious disease experts and pathologists and, uh, entomologists, and other uh, great minds, as I will do someday, um, that is something that I would like to see if we can set up some experiments and uh, gather some uh, data and see if there's a correlation there, or causation even, between Morgulons and medical devices, autoimmune reactions to medical devices. Uh,
Okay, five ideas for lifting self up. One, gym. Gym. Gym or run. And run. What about number two? Sleep. Play tennis. Play tennis? Okay, play tennis number two. Number three is... You always talk about these rackets that you have. Do you still have them? I made a big racket about them. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Okay. Want to uh, go to Goodwill and get it set? Yeah, let's go. Uh, okay, number four, go to Goodwill. Go to Goodwill and get Number five, give something to Goodwill. Not Goodwill. Give something to a different Unless thrift store. Unless more you No. Um... Okay, number five is probably read a book. Read a book. Read a book and or... We'll read a book right now. Oh, yeah. Throwing stuff away is always a good thing. Well, I think that was seven things. You're welcome. Five things not to do when you have homework alliance. Five things not to do. Number one. Number one. Um, probably be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Uh, don't tell people because that's a... Yeah, don't, don't tell people. Um, except, you know, the entire world via a podcast. <laughs> I would say tell the people that are close to you, but don't be like, hey, Bob, like in the next cubicle, like... You know what? I got this crazy infestation. Like, <laughs> that would probably be bad. Yeah, I guess it's a tough one. Really that one's tough because, like, part of what is actually the bad thing about Morgulons is the isolation. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Number one thing not to do is don't casually tell people expecting them to believe you. Do tell people that you can trust and that will support you whether they believe you or not. Yeah, and do try to make a friend with an entomologist. Do try to make friends with an entomologist. Agreed. Um, what not to do. Do not take antipsychotics unless you truly feel like they help you and that you need them for psychosis because you are not crazy just because you are observing crazy things happening to your skin. Uh, number three. Don't isolate. Yeah, that's probably a good one right there. Don't isolate. Even if it's just like going don't to the stop. library. Don't put life on hold, I guess. Don't put life on hold. Number four. What does that mean exactly? It means carry on. Like, carry on my way. You gotta get a job. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. Like whatever you gotta do, you gotta still do it. Yeah. Because that might actually help. Keep going through the motions. That routine that can only ground you, anchor you to a reality well, that's because maybe a lot of the stuff you do is not productive that at least if you're doing it'll get your mind off of a non-productive kind of action yeah i would say number five is don't stop doing anything that you enjoy because of morgulons unless you are in a situation where you can't do it like physically and um, if that is the case, then try to find something new that you like to do that doesn't require that physical ability. Yeah, and that's, yeah, don't stop the things that you like to do because I feel bad about that. But yeah. I, I mean, that's part of the reason, I guess. I think, like, in the initial phases of, like, getting this and when it's still new, like, it's only been, like, a month or so now, like, I think that there's a period of adjustment. That's why I say number one is don't be hard on yourself because 
you have to understand if this is happening to you then you're completely like shocked you know what I mean like it's shocking as you as it sort of dawns on you that like there's no other explanations and you know the symptoms tend to get a little bit weirder as they go on you know yeah and and I don't know if that's because you know you get hypersensitized to the original phenomena or if it's just because this is the way the morgulans behaves you know I guess it might be different for different people it'd be nice to know what that timeline looks like for others yeah, and aim for lesser guns. Lesser guns. And you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> on more and more guns. And also... Well, that wraps up this episode of More and More Galons. Just a final note before I go. If you enjoy listening to More and More Galons, um, please share it post the link to um this podcast on facebook or um some other social media website that i don't participate on um i know facebook has like a morgan support group but um i refuse to give my data to mark zuckerberg um i mean you know he gets it in the end anyway but it's just a weird principle i have um and also just i hope you have a wonderful night's sleep And I hope that you're doing okay. There's someone out there thinking about you and praying for you. And that person is me, Crystal Clear. All right, stay tuned.